This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. What's up, Twitcheroos? My name is Reese. I'm your host. And with me, as always, is my trusty sidekick, the Salty Banana. Good morning. And with us all the way from uh, the uh, 15 feet to the right, also the home of Chapter Tactics, is Pablo, a.k.a. The Rhino. What's up, guys? Yeah. Good to have you, Pablo. Uh, if you haven't ever listened to Chapter Tactics, you should. It's a great podcast. Whereas Signals from the Frontline focuses on community news, what's going on out in the gaming world today, uh, and all kinds of fun stuff. Chapter Tactics really digs into the nitty-gritty of... Uh, moving your models around the table, all kinds of fun and interesting guests come on the show. It's kind of now co-hosted by by you, Abuse Puppy, In Control, and uh, Val Heffelfinger. Yep. You guys kind of have a rotation. So uh, really good. Check it out if you have not done so. So today we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. But first of all, my gosh, mm. brand new FLG mat. Ooh. It looks really good. If you had socks on, they've just been blown off. <laughs> if you had a mustache on, it'd be popped off. If you had a mustache, it just faded away. Blew away. I finally shaved my mustache, not because it wasn't glorious, but because it looked <laughs> weird on camera. Yeah. It, like it, no matter what I did, it always looked like one side was smaller than the other. But in reality, it didn't. It was didn't look like that. I don't know. Maybe my face is shaped funny or something. I just could not get it to look right on camera, so finally I ditched it. Uh, the problem is that we have to be on camera every week. I know. So we have all these fun ideas for facial hair. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like I always shave on Wednesday because I'm like, well, I'm going to be in front of the camera. I might as well shave today. Pablo doesn't follow that rule, though, obviously. Nope. It's a glorious beard Pablo has. See, I, I'm a very hairy guy. So what Pablo yeah. makes up for in the density of his beard, he compensates for with length of the hair. It's true. So, like, over time, it's going to look really full below his face. Like it takes about a year. You've been growing it out for it's a, been a long, long time. time. Since yeah. you've, for five months. Well, because when we first, <laughs> when Pablo first joined the team, he had short hair, mm-hmm. no beard, just a mustache. That's right. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you look at pictures, it's like, kind of like a weird little fro thing you had going on. Yeah, it was a little fro. <laughs> yeah. You looked unkempt. exactly like Pablo Escobar. I, I did. You look, it was I, like I uncanny. I don't, it's hard to remember it, actually. It was uncanny how much you looked like him. After the fifth time I got called into the TJ police station, I decided to change my look. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, hey, you. We know you. You're like, Pablo Escobar's been dead for yeah. quite some time. You're like, ah. Is he? <laughs> uh, so anyway, guys, uh, new FLG mat. It's called Undercity. Mm-hmm. Very cool, highly detailed mat. Depicts the uh, high-tech city. As it were, it would be yeah. really good for games like Necromunda, Infinity, 40K, 30K, any kind of a steampunk-themed game it would work quite well for. Mm-hmm. A very, very detailed mat. Check it out. If it tickles your fancy, you can pick it up for 10% off during the release week. That is between now and this coming Tuesday, which, if I remember correctly, is the 21st? Yeah, it's the 21st. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you want to grab it, do so. And then again, if you want to pick up anything else, we do have free shipping mm-hmm. within the continental United States for orders $99 and up. 
Yeah, if you wanted to, um, if you were playing Necromundo a lot, this would be a great uh, 24 by 14 mat with a display board. Yes, yeah, put them on because absolutely. it would match. It would really match that. Um, those uh, what are they called the sector mechanicum or sector whatever Mechanicus the bases, the bases that yeah. comes with the uh, with the necromunda yeah, if you haven't if you haven't seen our display trays it's a good point those things are they've turned out to be extremely popular super popular and what it is it's a collapsible board um, that is quite big it's 24 by 14 inches on the surface mm -hmm. and then we have mats that go in it so you put the mat in the tray the tray breaks down you can fit it into an army bag yeah and then you, when you get to an <clears> event or your you know game night league night whatever it is Put it together, throw your mat on it. You can carry around a very large. I can fit my whole Astro Military Army. That's like nine tanks mm -hmm. and, a, and 100 infantry. I fit it on there easily. Um, you can carry it around. And then when it comes time to get your Army paint judged, you put the tray upside down and put the mat on the top. Now it's a display board. Uh, it looks good. And a lot of, I've seen a lot of people get really creative. Like Frankie's Tyranid Army, he sprayed his black, the whole tray black. And then he put the infested spaceship mm -hmm. mat on it, which matches the bases of his Tyranids. It looks so good. Because his Tyranid army is painted black. It's alien theme, mm -hmm. which is the lazy way to paint a Tyranid army, but it actually looks really good. Yeah, some gloss varnish on there. It, it yeah. looks really good. I'm not going to lie. For, for how simple it is, it looks really nice. Uh, and then Andrew Gagno, uh, former uh, captain of Team America, he uh, all of his armies are blue. Like, every single army is blue, just like most of mine are red. And he painted his, like, this cool fade from, like, a dark to a light blue. And then he had a tundra mat, which matches the basing of his models. So it's really cool. Like, the... The, the trade is a faded blue to match the armor of his models, and then the, the bottom is a is a like a grassy, snowy base. So I was like, mm -hmm. wow, that looks really good. Yep. So uh, I tried to do camouflage on mine to match my Ashmilitarium, and it, it just looks awful. Yeah, I didn't do it very good. Uh, another thing I like mine for is uh, for traveling. If you're traveling locally, um, a lot of time you don't want to put all your models in foam in the case mm -hmm. and then take them out. So what I do is I turn the mat upside down so that the rubber side is facing up. And I put my models all on there and they actually barely move. Yeah. And so even on the cloth side, it gives it some traction. So like yeah. that's sort of the same thing. I just put it in my trunk. That's what I do too. And I, I drive I just, to the local game yeah. store and it doesn't, they don't move that much. It's, so I just pick it yeah. out of the car. There's it's, no it's damage. It's funny how yeah. little, like, because we just went to the Hammer of Wrath GT. It's a two and a half hour, two, two and a half hour drive up to Pasadena. And Pablo and I took our armies, put it on the tray, put the tray in the trunk, drove all the way, got out, and like they barely had moved. I drive like a maniac too. Was, I drive like a rhino. It was funny. Yeah. I was because I I've, I played a horde army and I was like, whatever. Like, <laughs> there's too many models. And yeah, you just pull it out, go right to the table, and then go right, put it back in the car. And yeah, it's it the nice. lazy way it to do nice. it. <laughs> but it is it is actually really nice mm -hmm. to be to be able to just do that. And the the rubber side up was a cool trick because I just had the wood. I didn't even have a mat. Yeah, your models slid around more than mine, but no They're models were damaged. Yeah, they still Nothing barely moved damaged. around. Yeah. So at any rate, uh, check it out. It's a very cool mat. I hope you like it. And again. It's discounted during the release week. Mm -hmm. In other exciting news, Adeptus Titanicus is finally here. Pre-order went up on Saturday. We do still have some available. A lot of them, a lot of the, the package deals sold out, like the Grandmaster Edition is yeah, sold out so like that's, instantaneously. That's not even available on our website anymore. We didn't even get a yeah. chance to order any. It was sold out before we even got to put in an order, which is really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And I'm being sarcastic, if you can't tell. Mm -hmm. But what we can do, if you did want to get the Grandmaster package, we can get all the component parts. Mm-hmm. And get it to you, but um, the, the box said, like, they didn't make enough of them, quite clearly. Yeah. That is frustration aside, mm -hmm. the game looks really, really cool. The models are gorgeous. As you can see, I have a Warlord Titan uh, assembled by the FLG Paint Studio right here. He's pretty beefy. He's like the size of an Armager. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Freaking huge. 
a game, lot of components. The game is eight millimeter scale. Um, so a space ring at 28 millimeter is basically one third, a little bit less than one third of the size. <clears throat> so this guy, pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, so far in the game, all they have is the uh, the Knight Titans mm -hmm. or the Imperial Knights. Uh, they have some of the uh, the box set, some of the terrain, and then the Warlord Titan, the Reaver, and the um, Warhound. To my knowledge, haven't come out yet. Yeah. Right. So those those will be inbound. So what do you guys think about Adeptus Titanicus? Uh, I think it looks cool. It feels a lot more like Seventh Edition than Eighth Edition, which is it takes place during the Horus Heresy, so it's more like thirty k than forty k. Um, what what are your thoughts on it, Pablo? I, I like I like that they it is a lot more like seventh edition, um, but you really feel like they cleaned up a lot of the odd mechanics. Like for example, the template mechanics in seventh edition were kind of wonky. Or like you know like do I hit five guys or six guys? Um, but in Titanicus, they actually give you um, like a, a little a little thing that lets you point your arcs towards. So you like line up the head with the head of the Titan with the arc, and then you just use that as your arc. I don't know if I'm making I'm not making any so sense. The, so the way it works is that the base of the model, right? there's these in the box, uh, the, the rule book comes in a box and the box comes with some templates. Mm -hmm. You put the template on the base of the model and it shows you the firing arcs of the Titans. So the game, it's not 360 degree firing as you have in 8th edition. 40K, I think some of us have actually forgotten that that's not the way it was in 7th Ed either. Mm -hmm. So, the, but, but the, I kind of like it in this because with a game that's only Titans, it is cool to have firing arcs because the little Titans are more mobile. So they can run and gun and like the Night Titans can shoot or move in any direction. Yeah. So the, the Imperial Knights, uh, that's their advantage. They're like the infantry of the game. And they're about the size of like a primary space marine, mm -hmm. the Imperial Knight. But the big dudes, like the Warlord Titans, they can move a certain amount of distance, so they can only turn a little bit. So they're big and they're slow and they're ponderous and they're trying to like get you in their sights. But when they do, they obliterate you. Whereas some of the little ones are quick and nimble and they can, you know, flank the big guys. That's only possible if you have firing arcs. Yeah. If you have 360 degree fire arcs, you can't do that. Which that makes maneuver fun and important. I like it. But like Pablo was saying, like you have a front arc where you put this template on it. And then basically anything that is in those in that uh, falls within that corridor directly in front of you, that's like <clears> your, your fixed forward firing arc. Mm -hmm. And the templates that you put on there, they actually like have little guides so that you can like measure it forward. And like you were saying, some of them you just move the template forward. Yeah. It's like the wave serpent, serpent shield shooting out. You know, some of them you have your right arc, your left arc, uh, etc. You take more damage in your rear arc for the big guys. Uh, it's pretty cool. I, I I think it looks like a lot of fun because movement's so important. Yeah, it's more definitely more streamlined as well. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. I also like the fact that knights can just blow up randomly and do cool things when they blow up, like the the catastrophic damage. So, oh, when the titans blow up, it's devastating. Yeah, it's like thermonuclear explosion. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing I like too is the the void shield mechanic. Like if you get really close to a knight, your void shields merge. And then you, you actually move within the shield radius, which that was the way it was in, in Epic. I don't know if you guys are very familiar with it. But if you got close enough, you moved inside their void shield, and then you could really mess them up. And that's where, like, an Imperial, the Night Titans can move in close, get within that shield range, and actually start doing some damage to the Knight. Because every turn, you can roll to try and bring your shields back, uh, which, again, that's if anybody that played Epic, they're very familiar with that. Um, you have crew inside the Titans, that can do all kinds of fun stuff, like overcharge the plasma reactor to like move faster or do whatever, try and bring your shields back. 
but then it runs the risk of damaging the night. Um, really, really cool. There's all these little like resource management uh, mechanics in the game that I think look really interesting. Plus, you're playing with a bunch of titans. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like um, BattleTech. It reminds me a lot. Like yeah. the way the game is right now, it reminds me so much of the original BattleTech. Yeah. Like you've got your heavy, medium, light, you know, and then super light mm -hmm. uh, uh, mechs. Typically, you can have like one warlord and then you know kind of a mixture of whatever else. It's in match play. It's played on a four by four. Mm -hmm. uh, so wow. yeah, wow. but the, the games still take pretty long, right? Mm -hmm. Like so, you're only playing with maybe eight models on, on per guy per person, and uh, you're on a four by four foot table. However, they're still saying it's like an hour and a half for a two thousand point game to two hours. It's not bad. It's not. It's no. not bad at all. Mm -mm. It's because the dudes take so much damage, right? right? Like they can really take a beating. Mm -hmm. And as you get closer and closer to each other, it becomes more lethal because you're losing void shields. Mm -hmm. And then you eventually get to lethal <clears throat> range when you're not even getting a void shield and you just kill, kill shot. I, I think it's going to be super fun. You can blow mm -hmm. up the buildings. Nice. Yeah. Destructible terrain. And the building kits look freaking awesome. Yeah. Really good. Like a full set of, of terrain with these models is going to look sharp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was actually just about to say that is the terrain is what I'm most excited about just to see what people come up with too on top of the terrain that comes in the box. What's well, like, GW doesn't really do like full like city buildings, you know. We, mm -hmm. In forty k, we get like these broken down, gorgeous terrain kits, but they're all like beat up. Like in this, you're like playing a full city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And then my only my only critique is that I mean the models are amazing, <laughs> the game looks fun. Uh, it has match play, open play, narrative play. You can play on a four by eight foot table. They have rules for that for like apocalypse scale. Ooh. My only complaint is that it's knights versus knights or titans versus titans, and. Uh, it's kind of a catch twenty two because really want I want to see epic, mm -hmm. like I want Space Marines and dude, can you imagine playing like a full battle company like, or or like a horde of bloodthirsters? Yeah. taking down a knight. I mean, That'd that would cool. how awesome would that be, man? Yeah, the scale would be pretty small for those eight eight millimeter infantry models. So. It would be okay. So yeah. original fan original epic was six millimeter, eight mm. millimeters thirty three percent bigger, obviously. Yeah, um, drop zone commander is ten millimeter scale. Mm -hmm. Right, so it's a little below that, and then for anybody that plays heavy gear, that's twelve millimeter. So, um, an infantry model would be big enough that you could see the detail on it, but it would still be really, really small. Yeah. Uh, whereas epic, it was just like a little blob. You're, yeah. You're getting considerably bigger. Mm -hmm. um, who knows if that's ever going to happen? I imagine if the game sells really well, it will, because like I would love to run a giant orc horde with you know uh, stompas and and. Um, um, Sounds like you want Epic to come back. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what, That's what I... <laughs> And then what are the, the big ones? Stompas and uh, Gorkonaut? Morkonauts? No, Gargans. Oh, Gargans, Gargans are Gargans. the Titans. Yeah. 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 Gargans. Could, dude, could you imagine playing like, oh, here's my 400 orcs? Just... Yeah. Well, Games be... Workshop, make Epic again. That would be so much fun. Dude, but like... I, I think like 15 millimeter scale for Epic would be fun. Because well, I mean, it's the... enough detail at that point where you can actually see. Fif so like Flames That's of Wars. Flames of Wars 15 right. millimeter. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I can see that, but the thing is, like, imagine wish this, this would be twice as big at 15. <clears throat> Which is, I see, still, that that would be the size of a knight. It would be the size of a knight. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing they would make. So, I mean, yeah, of course, they're not going to do it. I'm just wish, wishing that they would. But 15 millimeters is a cool scale. <clears throat> I do like I, I was hoping for, like, 10 to 12, but, like, whatever, right? Like, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. And it looks great. And you really, you could play, like, full, not a full army, but you could f play, like, a full company level game like you could play my here's the first company of ultramarines yeah yeah with all their support staff with all their vehicle like everybody mm -hmm. that would be 
<laughs> freaking badass. Like here's my great co- my great company, uh, a company, of, great company of space wolves, mm-hmm. right? With Lehman or with uh, Ragnar Blackman. Mm-hmm. Like you could do every with all the characters, everything. That would be so fun, in yeah. my opinion. So you could also do like 30k legions. 30k would be legions of appropriate. It takes yeah. place during that period of time, so yeah, it wouldn't be Ragnar Blackman. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be Bjorn the Fell Handed before he was in a dreadnought. Mm-hmm. It'd be Bjorn in power armor, which would be cool. Yep. So yeah. these these reavers are are shown, but this is something that's coming out later. Yeah, down the line. I mean, they're obviously they're done, right? Yeah. But the reaver and the warhound haven't been released yet. That's probably going to be. Have new. they even? They haven't shown images of the warhound yet. Yeah, they have. Have yeah. they? Have yeah, they're in the book. Okay. Um, and they, nice. they look they look rad, dude. Like, so I, I'm excited for this game. It, it looks really intriguing. Mm-hmm. Again, I would love to see uh, more than just Titans. Yeah. But it's, it is called Adeptus Titanicus. Uh, They'll probably see how it sells. So if, and it, that's, makes, if it makes sense to to spend the money to make vehicles or whatnot, then, you know, they will. Because think about, like, dude, if you got, like, Mastodons and stuff that would be, like, this big. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be so good, man. Like, you could have all the flyers and everything, and Mm -hmm. it would make more sense. Yeah. Little mini Land Raiders. Right? I I do like the little Land Raiders. How awesome would that be? Yeah. Oh, that'd be so, like, Angra. You could have the the, uh, Angraf. Artillery, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like the super bloodthirsty. Just do, just do like drop zone commander. Game source. He would, yeah. It would be so much fun. I, I agree. It would be so much fun. So if you want that to happen, the only way we get that to happen is if we buy the game. Yeah. If they, <laughs> if they sell out all the time on this, they say, okay, there's, there's popular demand for this. Yeah. Just like Blood Bowl. If, if people run, if there's events and people go and sell out at events, I'm assuming we'll probably have something at Las Vegas open at this point. Yeah. We already have, uh, we already yeah. have a TO lined up. Nice. Ready to go. Obviously, he needs to read the rules so we can figure out how to run the event. But mm-hmm. we'll definitely be doing that. Uh, so yeah, if you want to see it expanded, you, we just have to we have to all yeah. buy it, and that's the way this works. Yeah. Like Necromunda has gotten tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. Kill Teams is going to get a lot of stuff because it's sold out like crazy. Mm-hmm. Blood Bowl is getting new teams like frequently, so that's just the way it works. Yep. So yeah, if you want to grab it, please do. It looks like a really really cool game. Yeah. Check it out, and you can get a discount for Frontline Gaming. Oh. I love I love this new commercial. Oh man, this was so funny. Of course, we're talking about the preview of the new Orc War Buggy. Yes, it was so good. They're getting their their little videos are getting better and better. And the, yes. the the description in the Warhammer community page of the of the video is just the best snarkiest thing ever written. I wonder if Eddie wrote that. It's, it's just, probably Eddie. He's yeah, so funny. Yeah, just about how some, maybe some people might have been a little impatient yeah. for Orc stuff. Um, well, yeah, man, it's amazing. I like the video because yeah. it reminds me of like, a, of like a, a luxury vehicle. Car commercial. Like a car commercial. It's yeah, so it's funny. Big Mac Tesla, brought to you by Big Mac Tesla. Yeah. And it looks cool. Like it looks yeah. like finally, like orcs have a cool new model. You, you have like, no idea, man. Like, I, uh, like Frank and I have been fortunate enough to like obviously kind of see things before mm-hmm. they come and like just wait. If you're oh, an orc man. player, just wait. Be excited. Nice. You have, your patience will be rewarded. Like, this is just the tip of the iceberg, man. You're going to be so happy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they look oh, yeah. they look so good. Because the original buggy is from Gorka Morka, which was released in like 95 or something. It was, <laughs> yeah, early to mid-90s. Yeah, it's been like 20 years. And yeah. yeah. Just, if you're an org player, be stoked. Be yeah. a little bit more, be patient for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have, you'll you'll have your stuff morning. by Christmas. I, I, I don't know. I think they said it was coming this year. Well, Games Workshop said everything was going to be released Got by it. the end of this year. Yeah. Your patience will be rewarded, my fellow Orc players. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I can't wait to get God, these buggies. Gene Steelers, Colt stuff, Space yeah. Wolves. It's, it's, it's a good, it's good time. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's like hard sometimes to just be patient because you want to 
share your enthusiasm for what's coming, but obviously we can't. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's cool because now we can talk about it a little bit. And speaking of which, Space Wolves. Yeah. Uh, I My biggest army by a country mile is my Space Wolf army. I haven't been playing it much lately. I've just been waiting for the Codex because there's mm -hmm. so much other fun stuff to play in uh, 8th Ed 40K right now. But here they are. They're almost upon us. GW is starting the preview process. Mm -hmm. uh, that means that the pre-order for Space Wolves is coming very soon. This Saturday. Did they announce that? Mm -hmm. nice. it's, it's this and the Wolf and Claw box set. Nice. Yeah. You know what's really cool too? Like if you if you if you gentlemen have ever noticed, and uh, it's always a danger to like you know stereotype a little bit, but this is a positive <laughs> one. Mm -hmm. I've always noticed that like the truly dedicated Orc and Space Wolf players, oftentimes tend to be like the most like jovial, jolly people to play in yes. the hobby, mm -hmm. and they're like super into their army. Like they have like one army. It's only that army. They play it no matter what. And then they have a they massive... hours painting it. Yeah. Every character, everything's yeah. detailed. Yeah. And yes. I've, I've noticed that with these two factions more than any other faction. Orcs especially. But you also have the orc players that come with their stuff in a tub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you have the casual orc players. Yeah. I'm talking about like the diehards. <laughs> right. Like the guys yeah. who like, they have only ever played orcs. That's it. It's their... Right. And they have like their 20 jam. million points. <laughs> they are an yeah. orc player. Yeah. That's what they do. But they're yeah. usually the most fun people to play. Yeah, they're they're usually the best of all worlds, right? They're like fun people to play. They've got gorgeous armies and conversions, and they're also a lot of the orc players are also really good players. Yeah, they just, they just don't, you know, they just have had orcs, or they just haven't been winning like the LVO. Well, the thing is, like orcs out of the indexes, orcs have hung in there. I think the the best orcs and sisters of battle have have really hung in there. Uh, orcs were the number one performing uh, Xenos index army. That's true. And they were the number one performing Xenos army, period, until the Eldar book dropped, and well, mm -hmm. we all know how that went. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, but they, like, they all have started to, to, to wane. Like at the BAO, we had one orc player. Mm. Whereas before, we would have at least five or six diehards. Um, so I think that this is going to be just what the doctor ordered, get their decks. Yeah. Uh, but in Space Wolves too, like you notice like the people who are diehard Space Wolf players tend to be the same. Like each guy is like a, got a name and a backstory. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's great. Personally, I love that. So GW has shown us their uh, chapter tactics, as you will, kind of their uh, army-wide rule. It's called Hunters Unleashed. Uh, in any, any turn which a unit with disability made a charge, was charged, or heroically intervened, they get plus one to hit in the fight phase. Pretty good. Yep. That's pretty good. Pretty good. It's, I mean, it's like... For a character who's hitting on a two already, it's going to be only good when your opponent's got a minus one to hit. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe if you have a power fist on every character, now you're really loving it because you're overcoming that minus one to hit. But then mm -hmm. typically a character is going to have a thunder hammer anyway. Yeah. Uh, but then it would also work on that. Yeah, which is um, great, especially with the second part of this one. So the second yeah. part, so the first part I would give like in regards to all the different chapter tactics out there, I'd give it like a B plus. Uh, it's no, it's no red thirst. Red Thirst is the best plus melee. One wound. Plus one to wound. Yeah. Is, mathematically is just so, so good. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, it is solid, and it makes your Grey Hunters and all that stuff significantly better, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then, like we said, a character with a Thunder Hammer is now, like, very, very accurate. Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't their Grey Hunters also come with Chain Swords and Bolt Guns? You can you can do so. Yeah, so, so that's actually... That's well, actually in the index, index. Yes. right now. You yeah, can yeah. So, unless, yeah. but they've always been able to do that. I don't yeah. know why they would change it. Maybe they did. Right. Uh, but so they'd be base what two attacks? Yeah, that's nice. actually pretty good for plus one to hit on your basic troops. Yeah. You know your your basic attack or gray hunter squad is hitting on mm -hmm. twos with ten attacks, or just their scouts. Well, the scout, their scouts, their scouts are elites. scout bikers. Oh, the elites. Their, their scouts oh. are elites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because the 
in the, the in the scouts. lore in the lore um, scouts are instead of being the first step, it's one of the last steps. Right. Like a space like scouts are like old veteran nice. space wolves, and then the last step is long thing. Interesting. Right? I wonder if they'll um, if They're, that'll go over because. Um, Sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but, no, the, no, okay. but the Space Wolf Codex is also going to get all of the Space Marine, everything. So same as the Blood Angels got, Grey Knight's got a bunch of new things like that as well. Um, so they'll get scout so, bikers. They're going to get scout the um, the what is it, the transport the storm, land storm. storm. I wonder if those will also be. They're they're getting the stalker, the hunter, the yeah. like they're getting all the stuff mm -hmm. like Blood Angels did. Um, yeah, which is a big deal. Getting. They're getting a lot. They showcased yeah. a lot of stuff coming over. They did over. today, yeah. Uh, maybe some of the things may not make it, like Centurions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, they did say that they're going to update their uh, data sheets for things like Space Wolf Terminators, um, nice. all this stuff. And then as somebody who's obviously already played the decks, and as a Space Wolf player, I think it's going to give Space Wolf players what they want and more. Uh, and then the, the second part of their chapter tactics, I think, illustrates why that is. And this, this is the, in my opinion, much better part of their... Chapter tactics is that character Space Wolf characters heroically intervene six inches. Now, that may not sound crazy, but when you're playing the game, it's so unbelievably good. It is. It's bonkers. Yeah. Because when you heroically intervene, you cannot be overwatched. Mm -hmm. um, there's no role. You cannot, you can't fail. If you're within six inches yeah. at the end of their charge phase, whether they make any charges or not, you are going into melee and kicking the crap out. And you of can't them. be targeted for attacks. Uh, no, right? there's no, there's yeah. no reaction. Because they didn't, they didn't charge you. Yeah. I had a, in my my game last weekend. I had a Grey Knight Grandmaster who was able in Dreadnought armor, heroically intervene and he killed uh, a Knight Valiant. I was I was shot. <laughs> I mean, that's really good. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jason was, won his was, first. Jason won his first league game. Give, give, give me a round. Let's give it to him. He's been Mariana. He's, he's been talking about it nonstop. He's been listening I know. To I look more impressive you now. Yes. <laughs> He's impressing the ladies. Jason actually wrote a really good list too. It's um, as, as a change of it page. was my first game in like six months. So even though like I made a, a horrible amount of mistakes, like in terms of deployment, deep strike, all that kind of stuff, like the list was strong enough to carry me through. I like your I like your honesty. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of times I was like, oh well, like I lost, and then like. <laughs> Well, the thing is, you wrote a really good list. I did. So a good list can overcome a bad list. Well, so hey, since we're talking about it, why don't you talk about it? We'll, then we'll come back to Space Wolves. Um, yeah. So we had uh, my first league game here at uh, in San Diego. It's uh, a use based, but but you can play anywhere in San Diego. Um, I played a really good player. Um, they he I got seated into a, like a higher pod than I thought I was going to be. I thought I was going to be in the very low low pods. I'll interject really quickly. Yeah. So the league is like sixty four players. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a big, lot. A big it's over league. fifty. Yeah. And the way we, the way it's done, it's the exact. It's basically the exact same format as the FLG league. We just joined their league because they're yeah. way bigger. We're like, well, mm -hmm. you guys are kicking ass. Why don't we just come play with you? Yeah. Uh, and then we, they get everybody gets seated into pods <clears throat> of six based on their skill level, right? And then you can move up or down in pods based on how how many how well you do. Mm -hmm. So if you get creamed and you lose all your games, they're going to drop you down a pod so you can have more fun playing against people that are more your mm -hmm. current skill level. But if you crush everybody in your pod, you're going up. Yeah. So Jason got seated into a pod that was relatively high. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's ten pods. I got in pod six, <clears throat> which you know that's there's still a lot of good players in there. And um, so I was worried. I'm, I literally have not played a game in at least six months. Um, so I went into it. Like you said, I wrote a pretty good list. Frankie helped me fine tune it a little bit. Why don't you go over it? Because it's kind of unique and it's cool. It's a yeah. good list. So this is a list I brought. I did tweak it a little bit after the game, and I'll go into that if you want. But um, so it's a, I take the, the Cadian uh, CP battery. So it's three squads of infantry with the mortars. 
um, two company commanders. There you go. <laughs> the standard. <laughs> the standard. There you go. So that's my Cadian detachment. And then I have uh, a Grey Knight uh, detachment, uh, Grandmaster and Dread Knight armor, all the fixins. I, I give him the big Gatling gun and the, um, the heavy side cannon, uh, teleport, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Brother Captain, because he had to take a second HQ, and he's the cheapest, really. Um, and then three squads of Strike Marines, one of them's 10, one of them's, and then two of five. And then I take uh, a Knight um, Super Heavy Detachment, and it's the Knight Castellan with uh, two Knight Armagers. Uh, not in a squadron, they're separate, so I get the three. And the, you take the Warglaves, not the Hellblades. I take the, yeah, I take the, the Warglaves uh, for the Melta, because I have a lot of good long-range shooting, um, and I just needed more mobile anti-tank, so I take them. <clears throat> and then I was down, I took Hawk Shroud. I, I personally, <laughs> yeah. I don't I know why. I didn't I know what like I was Hawk doing. Shroud, if you play the yeah. Valiant, Hawkshot is the right call. Right. Otherwise, you're playing Raven all day. Yeah. Every day. So that that was a change I made after the game. But uh, so yeah, it was good. I played against Caleb. Um, he had, it was kind of not a mirror match, but he had the same thing at the Cadian uh, detachment. He he had something that the I most really common detachment in the game. Yeah. Oh, but he he yeah. had two two squads of heavy bolters that he added because one thing that I just never picked up on is if they get the order to um to reroll ones, ones and they didn't move they reroll all hits yes so he was just black like he was just annihilating like a gray knight squad per turn with the shooting heavy, yeah with heavy heavy, heavy bolter bolters. heavy weapon teams yep so it's nine twin links heavy bolters it's, yeah it's actually really really good. good so i actually added that to my list after but um so he had that and then he had space wolf detachment and he had um uh, the what are they the um, the Wolfen and a Stormfang, which is amazing by the way. because yeah. he 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 rolled that up the board. It was Vanguard Strike. He he came all the way to my edge. I blew it up with like Storm Bolters because I popped a stratagem where I was strength five AP one and I had like forty shots. Um, was able to whittle him down. But then the Wolfen just get out and they just started annihilating everything in sight. <laughs> he's like, do you, he's like, do you know what these guys do? I'm like, no. He's like, oh, they have a three up invul save and then a five up feeling of pain against any. And their strength ten thunder hammers. Right. I was yeah. like, ooh. Yeah. So yeah, so then he was in my back of the field. But I, he was like, I don't even care if the Stormfang gets blown up because like the Wolfen are going to live and then they're just going to ruin your life. And I was like... Yeah. And, then, and then now they're going to be plus one to hit when they charge. Right. No, I didn't... So that's where that's actually really going to be really damn good is really, on the Wolfen. Really right. Especially if you have a character nearby with a full reroll aura. Mm -hmm. Now they're rerolling everything. Yeah. Because the plus one, minus one is crossed out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. The plus one to hit on a unit like Wolfen is going to be really good. Or even like Blood Claws, like their basic... Blood Claws are their scouts. Yeah, yeah Blood Claws. Buy Wolfen right now, if you have it. Yeah. Buy yeah. Stormfang Gunman. Yeah, Those are amazing. It's been a, it's that been combo. a while since we've... Uh, um, yeah, I remember Wolfen are just devastating. Yeah. Yep. And then he, he had a, a couple of Wolf Scout squads to come on the edges and stuff like that. Um, but no, it was a good game, and um, I just got... like There was a couple things that I got lucky with, but the list that I wrote was pretty good. Um, so yeah, I'm having fun with it. I'm Congratulations. Back. Yeah. Congratulations. You won his first game, everybody. Yeah, anticlimactic. Well, well done. Well done. Yeah. I lost my first game in the league. True. When the blood Pablo, letters, what are you? Uh, oh, I, I won my first game. Oh, Pablo, you want to know? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Pablo's in my pod. We're so all three weeks we behind. Gotta, we got to play. <laughs> I'm playing my next game today, actually. So. Yeah. Anyways, we'll go back. Sorry. Sorry so, for that sidetrack. So, anyway, here. back to yeah. uh, Space Wolves. The heroic intervention is amazing. The plus one to hit is not as good as the Blood Angels, but that's okay because it's still really good, like we were talking about. Anytime you take a Thunder Hammer, a Power Fist, anything of that nature, it's going to cancel it out. And then if you are running basic troopers, um, it's going to give you quite quite a boost on your damage output, which, again, Space Wolves don't have scouts. You're either taking Blood Claws or you're taking Grey Hunters, um, mm -hmm. and that's going to make them significantly better. They also give you kind of like a little snippet preview of the Wolf End Dreadnought. Oh, my God. So cool. Mm -hmm. So cool. So it looks pretty impressive. Uh, Space Wolf Dreadnoughts now 
in the index are really, really good. A lot of people, it just flies under the radar. People don't realize how good they are because the blizzard shield and the ice axe, whatever the hell it's called, <laughs> mm-hmm. they give a three up invulnerable save. They have a dreadnought with a three plus plus. Mm-hmm. Now, it's like Frankie got obliterated at ATC mm-hmm. by a guy who had like seven of them. <laughs> yeah. Seven spatial venerable dreadnoughts. With, Do they uh, come in squadrons? No, he just his army was just he had the guy's army was like two Helverns, Bjorn, the fell handed, and like four or five more mm-hmm. dreadnoughts. Then like just a couple characters to buff them. Yeah, it was yeah. like he creamed Frankie because we walked over and we're like, "What?" He's like, "Dude, he blocked all of my blasters on the yeah. turn I went for it." And then I was like, "Uh oh." <laughs> and then the wolf and he'll get that five up. Feel no pain, right? Oh, we don't know. We don't yeah. know. We'll I'm assuming, yeah, so, assuming so. We'll oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> the Wolf in, in the Space Wolf Codex and yeah. playtesting, the things that were out like outstanding all-stars yeah. were Wolfen and characters. Obviously, the characters getting the six-up heroic intervention. Like, everything was good, but those were the things that really kind of stood apart. Um, and I'm really interested to see what the community does with the book when they get it. Because yeah, I, I like the idea of outflanking scout bikes. Like nice. that, I, I like that idea because scout bikes. I, I'm just a big Reese is also a big fan huge, of them. Yeah, huge fan. So, um, but yeah, they've got a lot of good tools too. just from what we know already. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a whole new day. Like putting like doing the Space Wolf upgrade packs on Space Marine scout bikes is gonna look cool. Yep, really cool. And then of course they've been showcasing some of the new models. Like they're getting their Primaris Lieutenant Space Wolf. He looks yep. badass. Uh, can't wait. For yeah, that. I think it looks great. I don't know. It's the uh, same exact pose as the other ones, except he has an axe, and they changed the head out. <laughs> uh, whatever. I mean, I'm sure they, they did it on CAD. Yeah. Like, bop, bop, Put an axe and hair on face. <laughs> Enhance. Do it. Some guy, they're like, hey, you know this is due today. And he's like, oh, <laughs> dang it. Uh, so Pablo and I just went to the Hammer of Wrath GT this previous weekend. We wanted to share our experiences. It was uh, First of all, the event was a lot of fun. Uh, Good turnout, like 48 people or something like that, 44 people. Super fun event. Thank you for hosting us. It was at Game Empire Pasadena. Check it out if you're ever in that part of California. It's a really cool store. Great mm-hmm. community that hangs out there. Yeah. Um, they have a bar across the street, which is always fun. Uh, can hang out, get a beer. Is it in downtown San Diego? In it's downtown off, like, Pasadena. Pasadena. Yeah. Oh, Pasadena. Yeah. So it's off of like in the Buffalo Street It's off area. of like, what is that? El Pacifico. Nice. Allen. Allen Avenue. Okay. Yeah. So it's right in the middle of downtown Pasadena. It's funny because their old location was like the first game store I went to when I had gotten back from Korea. And I like like was in Pasadena and it was like this old cool like building. It was like they were like, oh, we're moving next week. And that was like my first experience with them. That was so many years ago. But it's a, it's a great store, yeah. a big store. Obviously, they can hold that many people. So thank you very much for hosting us. They had very generous prize support. Uh, playing on FLG mats obviously makes the experience so much better. They need more ITC terrain though. They do. That's my only, <laughs> that is my only complaint. 50% like, off if you're a retailer. My only complaint, some of the tables had like fantasy, like uh, uh, when you put the tower, the siege towers. Oh, yeah. really? The yeah. old castle? A lot ones? of them had like yeah. fantasy terrain on My it. favorite was the one with the two Lord of the Rings orc um, towers, <laughs> troop carriers. Oh, man. <laughs> So I mean, again, the, the coverage was was adequate. Like, yeah, it was it was not like Planet Bowling Ball, mm-hmm. but a lot of the tables had Fantasy Terrain, which again, very minor quibble. I had a blast, but it would be cool to see see some more sci-fi to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, that minor critique aside, again, had super duper fun. 
Uh, Pablo, why don't you talk about your experience first? Yeah, my mind not, be not your best showing. Uh, mine will be a lot faster. So basically, <laughs> chapter. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> so listen to Pod, Pablo's podcast. You how, to, as, how to win a tournament? You can be as good as him. <laughs> so, <laughs> just give me a second. Um, so I, I did. We're gonna bust your balls. Yeah, of time. course, of course. No, I, I went one and three, so I did not perform adequately to my own standards. Uh, however, I did have. Three, the first three games were really, really close. Um, and the two games I lost day one were, I think, some of the closest and best 40K games I played. Personally, I just made very, very minor mistakes, and I played phenomenal players. So I played Jeff Poole, who made the top eight at the LVO this year, this pre- previous LVO. And uh, that won. Eldar list is really good. I mean, he, he didn't he, win he by a won, whole lot. He won the Hammer of Wrath. He did. He won the whole, yeah. he won the what whole thing. What was the Eldar list? So it was three uh, Eldar... Fighters, not the Hemlocks, the the Crimson Hunters, the mm-hmm. one with the the lances and stuff. So he had three of those. He had three Wave Serpents, and he put in the Wave Serpents a unit of Dire Avengers and a unit of Dark Reapers in each of the Wave Serpents. Mm. And then he had three units of Scouts, Illic Night Spear, and then the whole Eldar suite of characters like a Farseer, Warlocks, mm-hmm. um, an Autark. Uh, and then that was basically his list. It was, it was very, very simple. Um and he says he's been playing it since the same list since November, mm-hmm. and it shows. Like he, when he was playing me, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. He, he was he's being very mechanical with the list. And actually, I was a little concerned because I thought he might have been upset with me or something. So I was like, "Hey, man, are are you cool?" And he's like, "No, I just I just know exactly what I need to do in this situation." And it showed as soon as he passed his turn, he just blop blop blocked off yeah. thirty conscripts and my knight and my orglaves in like mm-hmm. a little a little death zone, a little Thermopylae pass, mm-hmm. and then he just laid into all my characters with the rangers. And I was like, "Oh, this is." Yeah. It's not good because the the flyers can't. He basically charged the conscripts with the wave serpents mm-hmm. with one of his wave serpents, and then the flyer blocked the other side. And so we were all just kind of like, all my guys were just kind of just chilling there, like waiting for the conscripts to move out of the way so that my knight could get in there and kill the wave serpent, which happened too late. So mm-hmm. it was a brilliant play on his part. Um, so if, and that's one of the cool things about the Hammer of Wrath is there's always top level competition like that from the west coast mm-hmm. specifically so a lot of the best players go out like brandon grant went out reese went out there uh, frankie mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of really good players at the hammer of wrath uh and then my second game that i lost i lost by one point and um this would be this would be like a, a teaching moment for you guys as i played my teammate keith berry on relentless d he's a really great guy uh we've never actually played those two lists before together so it was kind of cool kind of like a a, a sh- showing with like who's better kind of deal um but we both were kind of helping each other out and teaching each other and at the end of uh his turn five so he went second i only had two models left i had uh, my knight uh, and i guess a unit of infantry kind of chilling in the back that you could never touch they were just cowering in a corner um the knight an astropath and a unit of uh katashan infantry and he was going to shoot and kill the astropath and he'd already killed uh the primary cycler that same turn i was like hey keith you're already going to get kill more this turn so why don't you not shoot the astropath and then save him for turn six? Where <laughs> why you can did get... you do that? So, so hold on, let, let me. I, it was a teaching moment. I wanted the. I wanted to make sure that he won because he was he he'd had terrible luck the last couple of turns and he felt like he was going to lose. And I kept telling him the whole time, I was like, Keith, this is a, actually a really close game. Like I know, I know I seized on you and I know like you know you're you're having a rough time, but but this is actually a really close game. So I told him to save the astropath, which which he didn't. He didn't shoot. He was like, oh, that's smart. And then turn six, he killed the astropath, and um, that would have, if he had killed the astropath turn five, I would have gotten kill one and kill more, um, but instead I only got kill one, so that was one point lost, 
And then also he was kind of like rushing around because he thought he'd lost. So he was kind of like being defeated and not really playing. And I was like, Keith, just get line breaker. You took old school. Just go get line breaker right now. He's like, oh, okay, fine. So he just moved it. And this was like right before the game ended. And then we calculated it up and he won by one point. <laughs> so Nice. So you know That'll show you. It, Don't help your opponent at all. No yeah. good deed goes unpunished. It's a tournament, yeah. Pablo. Uh, I just I just didn't want you know he was Sweep just flustered the yeah. leg Pablo yeah. mercy is for the weak Cobra Kai yeah right uh, but Women and children last <laughs> the, yes. the teaching moment there is um, obviously if you're if you're playing with a buddy uh, like Frankie does this a lot Frankie will will let you take things back he will and, help you to beat him yes. and then he's like oh I lost like, yeah man he played both sides of the table yep. right but but on the flip side if you ever really want to win. Like, honestly, what the top players do is they just stay quiet. Yeah. Just you know, they there. just don't say anything yeah. at all when they play. They're obviously really friendly and polite mm-hmm. and talk about other things. Like, how's your day? There, there's nothing your wrong with allowing your opponent to make a mistake. That is yeah. not unethical. Yeah. Now, in a learning game, in a practice game, in a teaching game, don't do that. Like, if I, someone's just learning I how to play I think if somebody's going to make a mistake and it's something that you were not clear about with them... Like where they obviously don't understand what how you're something, like drawing. Yeah, drawing I think the, at that point you should always yeah, that's, warn them. That's different. Like if but somebody if just doesn't know what you're doing. to attack does, with a unit or something yeah. like that, and it's right. in a tournament, yeah. you are not obligated to go. Oh, don't forget to attack them. No. It's very nice. No, for that's you. fine. Yeah, it's very nice for you. But if you just kind of like go like. But oh. if you have a trick or you have a gimmick or you have something that like your army does, and they just have no idea, it's kind of a dick move to just like be like, "Gotchas, the chap's been sprung." I always tell people beforehand what my tricks are. And I, I always ask people, I'm yeah. like, what are you like? What is your goal of your army? Yeah, because then I'll get an idea of what they're going to try to do, and I'm very open about it too. I I, I think you know? like pregame, like when I play Hawk Shroud and have a Valiant, mm-hmm. I always tell people like, hey, I don't want to spring this on you. Yeah, I can Overwatch for a unit within 12 inches with this Mega Flamer, and then heroically intervene 2d6 inches. Like, I just want you to be aware that I can do that. Yeah, because you don't want to be in the middle of a game, and it's a good game. You're having fun. It's close. Yeah, and someone's like, "Oh, here I go." I'm like, "Oh man, totally." Yeah, gotcha. I'm gonna kill you, and then they're like, "Oh, it can make the game not fun." Right. But like Pablo is saying, if someone's about to make a tactical error, knowing the the situation on the tabletop, it was very nice of you to do that. But you don't have to do that. Yeah, don't right. tell somebody how to score points. How on to you. beat you? Yeah. 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 Don't pull a Pablo. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. thing that you did, but you know. Not for Keith Barry. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. And then finally, my last game, I played a really nice guy, Hayden, um, who who's a local down here. He's um, he's he's hangs out with like Ray and uh, and Andy. Yeah, he's for the, the gamers arsenal. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the gamers arsenal crew. Yeah. Um, and he played Mortarian, Magnus, a lot of cultists, ah. and then Aramon. There was no. a lot of Morty and Maggie combos. Yeah, there was there was a lot to deal with knights. Yeah, that then, RVD one of a kind. <laughs> Yeah, um, <clears throat> and uh, he basically just bubble wrapped his Magnus and Mortarian. And I, at this point, I kind of like just wanted to see what my army could do because I, I was one and two. So I was like, ah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna see what my Sanguinary Guard can do. So they charged Magnus turn one because he put Magnus off in a corner. Mm-hmm. And I thought if I can get Magnus down to like half wounds with the double attack, possibly uh, maybe maybe I'll I'll get Magnus down. And I charged the Cultist with everything turn one. Um, and then the Sanguinary Guard died to Magnus because they rolled terribly. They rolled like I rolled six hits with the Power Fists, and then uh, rolled six ones. It was it was it was mm, bad. That's solid. Yeah, it was it was good. It was good um, to wound. But essentially, looking back at that game, Hayden outplayed me, and I made a mistake, and I was I was very very careless, um, and I had some bad luck. But looking back at the game, I should have done others a couple things I could have done where I could have just won on turn one. I just didn't see them at the time because of the mindset I was in. 
Um, and so after that game, I dropped and I hung out and walked, talked to the judges, um, Adam and you know um, Chad, mm-hmm. uh, and they're they're really nice guys. And I watched Jeff Poole play the top table game, which I think was more gratifying for me uh, than potentially playing like a one in three game. So that's just my own personal thing. I, I like watching tournaments versus playing in them. So my my number one piece of advice to my good friend Pablo, he changes his list quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Just stick to one thing. Yeah. Stick to one thing because you were still waffling on what you what your list you were going to take until like ten minutes before we started playing. Right. The yeah between the death company mm-hmm. and the scout bikes, which was which was the big the big qualm I had was like ah, death company scout bikes. I kept going back and forth. I should have taken scout bikes, but I still think death company are better for knights. So yeah, I mean the, the thing with knights too is like. It, there was a ton of knights. There was a ton of knights there. There yeah. is everywhere right now, and mm-hmm. everyone's trying to figure out how to beat them. Yeah. So the thing with knights is that they're they're weak in melee. That is where you kill a knight. So if yep. you bring something that can punch a knight to death, and you have a way to deliver them into combat with a knight, because mm-hmm. very often they're going to be behind a lot of bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of my critiques to a lot of the players out there that are playing knights with the Seaguard CP battery, don't just leave your infantry sitting in the back doing nothing. Go forward with the infantry, charge block for your knights, jump on objectives, make those units more useful. Because mm-hmm. everyone I played, they just sat in the back, sat on objectives, and they're easy yeah. to kill. Right? And I'm like, that unit did nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Pablo, tough break. Yeah. All good, man. It happens. We all have our bad events. Hey, I did not. I was no all-star at ATC. I genuinely had bad luck at <laughs> that event, uh, and I made a bunch of mistakes. And that, that does not equate to a winning record. So uh, I brought a corn army. Uh, to the to the Hammer of Wrath. Uh, this army is one of the most fun armies I've ever played. I love it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Also, I wanted to throw a shout out to uh, Agritas Vitas in the chat. It says, never interrupt your enemy when he's making a mistake. Napoleon. Yeah. Quote. That's great. Yeah. Um, I, that's great. Before, before we go on, Reese, I'd just like to tell the chat, Reese has been listening to Heavy Metal, Pantera, Gojira all week before the event. He, he Corn... He'd been seeking Corn's blessing the entire week, nonstop. So, so just imagine that as he's telling you about these games. I have been listening to almost entirely metal, like super heavy, like death metal and stuff, nonstop. So, no wonder I'm in a mindset to play Corn Army. I brought it to the tournament, not thinking like I was like, ah, I'll probably go three and two, four and one, something like that. I've only had a chance to play this specific list a few times, and uh, I have to say it was one of the most fun armies I've ever played in all of my years playing 40k uh so so good so fun uh really simple list i take a, a demon battalion with uh, a demon prince of corn with wings with the skull reaver axe that guy is like once once we start banging this drum you're gonna see him everywhere he's so stupid ridiculously good he killed four knights by himself, and he would have killed the knight Porphyrion, which you don't know what that is. It's that 800-point mega-giant super forge-world knight, if I hadn't made a big stupid mistake that almost cost me the game. He kills a knight in basically one round of combat. Well, he shoots Reaper Chainswords. They're like strength 14, the Porphyrion six damage. Yeah, yeah, the Porphyrion yeah. shoots Reaper six Chainswords. Six damage flat. Yes. <laughs> like, okay. But uh, the, the, the Skull Reaver Corn Knight... Has six uh, six axe swings on the charge. Each one is uh, hitting on a two, rerolling ones, wounding on a three, rerolling all failed wounds against Titanic. AP four, so they don't get a save typically. Uh, D six damage, and if you roll a six to wound, it's D three mortal wounds. So in one round of combat, especially if Scarbrand is nearby, he has seven attacks. He's going to kill even a, a, a twenty eight wound knight in one round of combat. He chopped a cast a full strength castle in half in one round. My opponent was like, 
what just happened? He's like, that night has never died. And I was like, ah! Pantera started playing in my mind, like respect. So good. <coughs> and then Scarbrand, no one even knew what he did because mm -hmm. no one plays him. Um, Scarbrand, for those of you who don't know what he does, if you're unfamiliar, he is a 16 wound greater demon of corn, uh, five up invulnerable save. He's actually pretty easy to kill. T7, uh, in this in the current meta, he's easy to kill because everybody has like night castings and stuff. But uh, he has an eight inch aura that makes everybody friend or foe, all models become fearless, get an extra attack, and they can't leave combat. They can't withdraw from combat unless they pass a leadership check on 3d6. So sometimes it backfires when you're against another melee army. That's not too awesome. But when uh, most armies in the game right now are not melee armies, so I don't care if you get an extra attack. Because then I have three bloodletter bombs, three units of 20 bloodletters. They each come down with a um, banner of blood so that when they deep strike in, they charge 3d6 plus one inches with a reroll because of the character. So it makes the odds of making the assault from reserves extremely high. And then if Scarbrand also makes his charge, barely anybody can leave combat. And then it's just like pure metal mayhem. <laughs> just bloodletters on the charge with three attacks apiece, uh, rerolling ones to hit from the Demon Prince. Uh, strength five, AP three, two damage on a six. There's very little that can survive. Yeah, it's pure metal. Like it's amazing. And then the really fun thing about the army is by turn four, like everything is dead. All my models are dead. All my opponent's models are dead. That's it. And then I take a, a world eaters battalion, uh, cultists, dark apostle, uh, aspiring champion for the four reroll bubble in melee. And then I took my knight El Mastodonte. Uh, he didn't have a very good tournament. No. He did not have a very good turn. I take him because I love him. He looks so, it's one of my favorite models that I've made. Double battle cannon, just because that's what I have on him. It's not the most optimal, but uh, uh, he got blown up almost immediately in four out of five games. <laughs> oh, poor guy. He tried his best. He was trying, he was like, witness me, corn. Oh, I'm dead every time. And then he missed on the first round of shooting every mm -hmm. single game. Except my last game. He's that poser knight that follows Scarbrand around. He's <laughs> just Scarbrand's hype man. He's just in the back like, go Scarbrand! <laughs> so the uh, the list was crazy fun, really effective. I went 4-1. and one, And the, um, the only game I lost, I, uh, I lost because I timed out. <laughs> we were using chess clocks day two for the top tables. And of all people, I should be the last person to time out in a game. Mm -hmm. But... Um, I was just overthinking it. I was playing Paul Bowman. He's a really good Harlequin player. And um, he played really well. He went first, put mad pressure in my face. He really zoned me out, didn't give me a lot of places to land with my blood letter. So I was really, I took like 20 minutes on turn two, just like staring at the table, trying to figure out where I wanted to go. And then because I'm dumb and corn does not favor the, the dull witted that take too much time to think when they should be punching, uh, I timed out on turn four. <laughs> But the shitty thing or the, the, the lame, the unfortunate thing was I still had like 80, maybe not that many, like 70 models and Paul had nine mm -hmm. at, at, on turn four. He had, all he had was uh, Archon, Shadowseer, the, the Harlequin Psyker, a Wave Serpent with three wounds and some Rangers. That was it. <clears throat> and I had board control. I was like, stupid me. <laughs> so like, you, you never know if you're going to win or not. Like Paul did a good job of getting a lot of points early game. Mm -hmm. But if I had two more turns to rack up points or possibly table him, um, I think I have a good odds winning that game, but you never know. Paul mm -hmm. might have beat me still. So I lost that one. And then uh, in game five, I played against a Magni Mor uh, Maddie, uh, Maggie Mortis. Magnus Mortis. Mortarian list. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I had the fear of, of, I had the fear of the clock put in me. I played all six turns with a 140 model melee army versus another melee army. I played all six turns in an hour and three minutes. <laughs> with deployment, everything. I was playing at light speed. I was like, I will never clock out again. I was like, and it's, it's totally doable. It's totally doable. It's, um, the thing was in my first turn, uh, Paul still had 35 minutes on the clock and I was out of time. Yeah. yeah. I was slow playing him mm-hmm. yeah. without realizing that I was doing it 100%. Because he was like really nice. He's being apologetic. He's like, dude, I'm sorry. I didn't want yeah. the game to end this way. I'm like, you, I'm mad at myself. Like, yeah. I was slow out. playing. Yeah, I was slow playing you. Yeah. Like, that's not fair. Like, I, I got what I deserved and it'll yeah. never happen again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's why timing turns is very, very important. Yeah. It is. It's very, very important. It is. And so, Long story short, I had a great time. Um, I did. I did lose one. Corn was displeased with my dull wittedness. I should have just thought less, punched more. Mm-hmm. Um, Play like an orc. Yeah. Well, it's funny too because in one of my games against a knight player, I did the same thing on turn two. I was just staring at the table. Mm-hmm, where should I go? Mm. Yeah. And my opponent was like getting frustrated. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm gonna speed up. Like yeah. this isn't fair. And he's like, he's like, dude, there's basically only two places you can land units that big here and here. He's yeah. like, and that is exactly where you ended up going, but you thought about it for like 15 minutes. And I was like, yeah, yeah you're right. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're right. Yeah. So then my game six, I didn't even think about it. There was yeah. two landing zones and I just picked one and went and it worked. Right. Yep. Like don't analyze until you're paralyzed. Just make a choice, play the damn game. Right. And the clock helps you do that. So mm-hmm. I'm thankful that I timed <laughs> out. I'm thankful that I timed out. That you are the Tony. When you real, yeah, when it oh. dawns on you, you're like, oh no. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Like, I'm glad I got that feedback. I'm playing a high model count army that's a melee army. Ghost Valley Tony's gonna beat you up. Oh, and the other thing too, like, like if like if my army is like almost unplayable without the dice app. Like, if anybody's like, I don't want you to use the dice app, I'd be like, with all due respect, I am going to use the dice app. Yeah. Because when you have you're like rolling 120, dice 160 it. dice. Yeah. re-rolling everything all this it's like dude no way i'm like because the dice app just goes dramatically fast like it took me like seven minutes to roll attacks for like cultists mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, just picking him up counting him like it takes forever with the dice app be like beep bop boop boop psh, 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 done right it's just like dramatically dramatically faster with orcs mm-hmm. coming like give me a break if you have to roll like 180 dice or whatever, it's just silly. So at any rate, I'm going to do a full write-up on my experience. I know a lot of people are really curious for emailing me like, how did you win with Corn? Did, did exactly what Corn wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Went and punched everybody in the face really hard. And Scarbrand is awesome. He dies every single time, but it's awesome before he does. And when he actually does get the charge, it is glorious. He'll kill almost anything in one hit. Like he hits so hard. It's awesome. And he gets more attacks as he gets hurt. I love it. Uh, anyway, I'm sure you'll be hearing more about the corn army because it's so much fun to play. Until you play Grey Knights. Um, no, it sucks for the Grey Knights because <laughs> the dumb stratagem where I can bring a unit back for free that you kill. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Scarbrand's like, I'm back! <laughs> oh, no. Good. He's worth double points. <laughs> I love you, Adam. Yeah. I wouldn't even use that yeah. unless I was like, unless the game was grim. I wouldn't even use it because it's just so unfair. <laughs> and another unit. It's only once per game, though, right? I can't remember. Okay. Anyways, um, I can't remember exactly. We'll have to it's play. So, Find out. I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, make sure to tune in to the Nova Open coverage, the live coverage this coming uh, September, uh, August thirtieth through September second. Mm-hmm. Jeff, Frankie, and Mariana, along with the GW crew, are going to be 
heading out there to give you a very exciting live show. They're going to be covering the Invitational, the Open, and uh, it's, it's going to be, this is a big deal. As a community, we really want to support them because the better this goes, the more successful this show is, the more opportunities there are for other exciting things like this to happen in the future. So uh, please tune in, even if you're busy. Yeah. Turn it on. <laughs> yeah, and, and if you if you want to know what exactly Frankie and Jeff are bringing to the table, Jeff actually talks about <clears throat> what their plans, a little bit about what their plans are for the tournament coverage at Nova on Chapter Tactics. Mm. Um, right at the end of the episode, he, he talks about what his what his plans are, what his expectations are, and what you guys should expect from the the GW stream. And I, for one, as someone who who doesn't consume Twitch 40k in general, just because I, I just I, I I want to be like actively doing something. I don't want to. It's it's a little hard for me to watch personally. Um, I'm I'm very excited. I, I'm actually excited and want to be tuned in. I might have like a 40k viewing party at my house, um, but I'm I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, I don't always like to watch stream games just in general myself. I know a lot of people love it, mm -hmm. uh, but I love watching tournament coverage because yes. it, it feels like watching football or something yeah. to me. Um, which I would rather watch a tournament of 40k than a football game personally, but that's just me. Yeah. So make sure to tune in, check it out, and. Uh, the more momentum we can get with this, the more support we can get. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Plus, the Nova Open is just a rad event. So, On deck after Nova, we have the biggest event on the West Coast, which is the SoCal Open <clears throat> at the end of October. It's going to be huge. It's going to throw up big, big ITC scores. So make sure to grab your ticket. It is It's coming up. It's, it's going to be a costume contest? No. Oh. <laughs> We're going to have a beach bod it's the contest. It's like two days before Halloween. Uh, it's October 27th and 28th. So mm -hmm. come on out, check it out. It's on Del Mar, which is one of the most beautiful beach cities in California. It is what you think of when you think of California if you're not from here. Mm -hmm. So come and check it out. It's gorgeous. And we're like, I don't know, 400 meters from the, the beach in the place that we're We're not on the, the tables are literally, it's not literally the water on laps. The it your, hits your, your feet. Your butt. Your butt. When, it it, when your models fall over, they wash away into the ocean. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of models <laughs> washing away into the Hazard. ocean, the secondhand store is going to be there, and I'm particularly excited. <laughs> what is uh, that segue? That was a good one. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> That's a pro, man. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys are interested, if you guys have heard of our secondhand store, we've already gone to a few conventions this year already. And um, I plan on bringing a lot of other cool stuff, um, bringing the silent auctions back, which if you went to the Broadside Bash, uh, those were, went off very well a lot of people were excited I, I auctioned off like a, a Taunar supremacy suit brand new magnetized a fire raptor and a bunch of other really good stuff uh so check it out if you want to go to the socal open bring some buddies tell your friends um maybe so maybe if they're not playing maybe they'll stop by the second end store and get some smoke and deals definitely come by say hi even if you're not playing it's free to come in just come yeah. and check it out because yeah. mm -hmm. del mar is just a lovely place to spend the day all right, we have a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of uh, upcoming 40K events this weekend, including three GTs and a major. We mm. have the Tri-State Open Charity GT, Warhammer, uh, Warhammer 40K, that's a long name. And that's at the Bearded Dragon in Bernardsvale, New Jersey. Nice. We have the first annual Stay in Your Lane GT, which is a funny name, in Antioch, California. Gamers Guild. Gamers Guild of Antioch. We, awesome. used, to be, yeah, we, used, to hang out we there. used to be regulars there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Front Range GT at Hobbytown, Westminster, Colorado. And the Capital City Bloodbath, which is a major, and that's in Ontario, Canada. These are all this coming weekend. Yeah, if you're Canadian, go get your points. One, one thing about the Capital City Bloodbath, I want to say, is uh, their TOs reached out to me, and they're they're not going to do Twitch coverage this year because of the wireless connection to the venue. However, they are going to put out YouTube videos and still film top tables. Yeah. Um, and why that's exciting is 
if you have the opportunity to film a YouTube video and you're not shackled by the internet or the tethers of, of Twitch streaming, you actually get higher quality videos. You get better editing. You don't have to worry about streaming and, and chat and, and all that other stuff. So I'm actually and more Chad? excited. Chat. 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 Oh. Like, I like, who's people. this Chad guy? He sounds like a real he's a right, right. He's just on all troll. the Twitch streams, just making them all worse. Uh, and then we also have a bunch of upcoming Age of Sigmar events this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, over the course of the next uh, two weeks. So make sure to jump out, get your points, support the community, have fun. <laughs> Boom! I know the Warzone Age of Siggy Diggy. Nice. I like it in Mattoon, yeah. Illinois. Okay, your current top five 40k in the ITC. Matt Root continues to lead the pack with a huge 691-point mm-hmm. score, followed by Nick Nonavati in second place. Josh Death has bumped down into third. Jeff Robinson moves up into fourth with his BAO performance, and Nick Gower in fifth. And then, of course, the Mastodon, lurking just below. The lurking just Mastodon. Just out of sight. He's, Don Hoosen. He's, gonna, he's in sixth place, he's, but yeah. he's poised to strike. Handsome Don Hoosen is what they call him mm. in Arizona. Mastodonte. Mm-hmm. No, that's my night. Uh, 40K ITC Hobby Track, top 10, or five, excuse me. Jeff Merrick is currently sitting in first place, followed by Nick Gower, Lou Rollins in third, Antonio Sedano in fourth, and Mike Giannone in fifth. Oh, I have to say, at the Hammer of Wrath GT, I got eighth place. Corn be praised. Don't you have a lot of stuff that's just sprayed red? My paint score was not solid, <laughs> but I got eighth in I battle points, pa- which is the only thing Corn cares about. Because well. it's <laughs> okay. eight is his number. Oh, okay. it's a conspiracy. I thought you were talking about you were you got hobby. You were no, eight. Corn's number is eight, and I got eighth place. I thought oh. that was. Funny. I thought you were saying that you got you were eighth in the hobby scores. No, well, my I hobby think, was way below. I think Corn might have struck some, your chest clock down. All pink stuff. <laughs> he yeah. struck me with with stupidity. Yeah, he was like, "Oh no, you're gonna finish in first place." He was your pride just got in the way. If I would have won with a Corn army, people would have lost their minds. I agree. That would have been so good. Oh, because the thing is, the knight was such a lead weight. He was 513 yeah. points of suck. Like, Drop it. You, you, he's out, man. Can you take a, a combat knight, like a gallant? A gallant would be more fitting for Corn's theme, yeah. but um, without all the stratagems and the relics and stuff, it's just like yeah. I, he was also the only big thing to shoot at. And then like everybody so first had, turn, everyone was like, oh, yeah, knight Castellan. Yeah, so I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna drop lands. him and yeah. put in some other stuff. But uh, yeah. as much as I, it makes me sad to do that. Uh, El Mastodonte is going back on the shelf. <laughs> Brief run. Uh, Age of Sigmar, top five. Joe Cryer continues to lead the pack with a 469-point score. Our own local James Thomas is in second. Matt Jones is moving into third. Joshua Harvey in, moves into fourth. And then Steven Haichi drops into fifth. A hobby track, uh, Laljeet Sidhu continues to lead the pack, followed by Philip Verduzco, Frank Deloach in third. What's up, Frank? Scott Reed in fourth, and Josh Harvey in fifth. Not a lot of movement there. Not yet. It's still yeah. it's still new. It's still new. And I'm sure as more and more events occur, that will change. Shades Fire ITC Hobby Track, Mike Corse in first, Matt Everhart in second, Brandon Ulick moves into third, Andrew Everhart in fourth, and Josue Ibarra in fifth. Before we go on, for those of you Shades Fire nuts out there, uh, in the comment section, let me know what you think of the new leader cards. So I'm a, I'm a big I like Shade Spire myself personally and um I think we need to give that that game a little more talking and love than just a hobby track top ten. Well, then just, feel free to write some articles, baby. Yeah. You know what? I will. Maybe, Good. maybe I will. Good. Shade Spire. Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Do it. I only have so much time in the day. Shade Spire podcast. <laughs> Talk about that one war band. There's a lot of there's a lot of good ones. There's, if you go to the <laughs> Facebook Shade Spire page, there's, there's Shade a lot Spire of good blogging. 
podcasts? Yeah, yeah I'm sure there is. Oh my yeah. god. There's, there's a podcast couple blog about everything and... you can imagine. Do you think there's one called Chapter Tactica? Ooh. There will be. <laughs> so check out these recently completed commissions mm. from the FLG Paint Studio. Oh my oh, gosh, wow. those tower are beautiful. Yeah. I this. like the Star Wars figures too. So. Yeah, we're getting yeah. more Legion people uh, asking for commissions. Um, this is a high level. This is Tabletop Plus. Um, these The models are quite small. So if you look, this is a very close-up photo. Um, and there's a lot of detail, especially in the face. Um, Vader, all the different you know pieces of his uh, breather, all that stuff on his chest are all picked out. So it's really just really well done. We've done full armies of Legion before. So if you have your, your models and you want to paint them, uh, hit us up. And then we also have some really, really good-looking towel. Which, wow, custom scheme. Interesting because it's like a green-on-green green scheme, which doesn't sound like it would work, but it totally does. It does. And the client actually asked for more green. Really? He's like, not lime enough. We're like, okay. <laughs> so that looks stupid. And then we did it. It's like, ah, it looks pretty good. You're like, you know what? <clears throat> so right. he's, a, he's a repeat client. Um, he gets stuff done. One of the cool things is uh, if you go through our studio, um, you can have the same artist just do more and more of your stuff as you go. It's an affordable way to get huge armies done. Uh, and he he comes back every couple months to get a few more units painted for his, his towel, and it's a custom scheme. It's very cool. Yeah, it's really it's gorgeous. This is Tabletop Plus yep. as well. Yeah, yep. It's beautiful. Well, so let's go answer some questions before I sweat to death. I know. It is really It's hot. cooler, though. It's been cooler. It is. The like last, the last month was the hottest on record for San Diego. Ever. Water temperatures, hottest on record. All of California's on fire. It's not good. If, you, if you're <laughs> a surfer, it's a great time to go surfing. Yeah. Wolf Priest Carl is back to troll us. We love it. Yeah, he's a local. Is in tourneys, is it all Space Marines? Ask El Duce. No, it's like no Space Marines. Uh, I am with Ty winning, though. I do miss the walk about the realms. The flute was the best part of it. Don, yeah. Don says El Mastodonte sounds like he is pushing in on his turf. Don. Turf war. Don Hoosen. Uh, I do miss the walk about the realms in the kazoo. It wasn't a kazoo. It was like some sort of a. It was an ocarina. But it was like a handmade ocarina. That was the yeah. funniest part of that podcast. Yeah. It was oh, like yeah. a poorly played. It's funny how Scott Scott heard that it was being, we were canceling it from the podcast. <laughs> oh, I know. No. He came and he's, he's like, like oh, I guess we're not doing it anymore. He's I'm like, thank like, you, sirs, for the opportunity. I was like, oh, yeah. so professional. We didn't handle that. So <laughs> professional, even on being let go. Ghost Valley says, why does he suck so much at kill teams? I don't know. Get good. Yeah. Noob. Practice. When is the stash coming back? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Never. We'll see. I, every once a year, I grow up my facial hair, and then I go, "Oh yeah, I don't look good with facial hair." Uh, if he doesn't have a mustache, he's dead to me. Sorry. Yeah, Connor. Um, how do we handle stratagems that split or combine units during the game for marked for death? What does that mean? Uh, so for the ITC secondary, marked for death. Right. Uh, you pick three units, and then um, let's say, for example, you pick a unit of mm. ten tactical marines, and uh, your opponent uses a stratagem to split them, so they're Who two separate units. Whoever in the history of Eighth Edition has taken as combat squatted a unit of Space Marines. I mean, we have we have thousands Ooh. of games played a month. Or what? Sure okay, have you, have you ever seen it done in a tournament? I've literally never seen it done. Well, I'm not. Every, have you been? What about? And, okay. Furthermore, infantry squads that get combined. Uh, furthermore, let's let's take this one step further. Sure. All right. If you're choosing Mark for Death, and somebody has a ten man tactical squad. Are you actually going to mark that for death? No, you are not. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, okay, one, nobody is taking 10-man tactical squads. Like, I've, I've, I've seen 10-man squads taken. Like, I take a 10-man Sternguard squad, but I do that specifically to take advantage of stratagems. I will never combat squad them because that defeats the purpose. I'd be yeah. better off taking two units of five. Mm. So, I or, mean... Work boys being mobbed up. But um, infantry squads can combine... Yeah, infantry squad's combined. So what you do is you just treat the new combined squad as the mark for death squad. 
Mm. The Space Marine one, you would treat just you'd have to kill both units to get yeah. it. Okay. But it's like it's n- never going to happen, right? Maybe one in a thousand games that that's even going to come up. Uh, and but then for combining send squads, your complaints to contact at frontline yes, then you can yell at me as everybody already does. Yeah. Um, but with infantry squads to combine, yeah, you just treat that as now as one target. Um, same with orcs. Just like those two units combined together can only give up one kill point now. Um, but yeah, that is that is how you treat that. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that we we haven't really made our mind up on yet is Celestine, because she's always the odd duck out. But I think what we'll do is we'll just treat the date like if you pick her for Kingslayer. It's her and her handmaidens. So you, so you could like farm the Gemini. I mean, you only ever get four points total. That's true. Yeah, yeah. but they won't give up Headhunter in addition to because mm-hmm. it, it's uh, they don't stack. Um, Kill team mats. We are working on mats that could in be progress. used for a game like Kill Team. Uh, I started using Alaris Custodes and was wondering because of the Unleashed Alliance. Oh, and they all split up, yeah, Hunter. <clears throat> yeah, then your opponent would have to kill each dude because it's we we always go off the starting condition of the unit when you pick them. Right, that's that's when the, the the something like Mark for Death would kick in. Should do you got you got to do Yak Hunter. So when your opponent picks that unit, you got to scatter them all off and take six Land Raiders and I put one. In I each wouldn't land pick Raider. that unit for Mark for Death because that unit's really hard to kill. You know what? If Yak Hunter, don't <laughs> listen to that. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. If that ever does happen, imagine the look on your. It's like what face. if someone picks my ten Death Shroud Terminators? Well, like that's a dumb thing to do. Sales <laughs> us uh, that shirt does not fit. Remember that shirt? That was an awesome shirt. The wolf t-shirt? The one where there was three, <laughs> the three wolf moon shirt that you it had? It was three wolves and it was an American flag. Yeah. Uh, Jason got that mug from a place called Julian. Julian, California, my favorite place it's to go. pretty it's amazing place. Nice Mostly place. because they have a store that just sells like, so stuff. they sell like ridiculous t-shirts. Like the one I saw this last weekend that I went was an eagle flying in the background was like a, a waterfall. And then in its in its talons was the American flag. Oh, nice. <laughs> I would have got it, but it, they only had it in like three X and up. <laughs> you should have got me that. It would have been great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, did you use your phone for the dice app or tablet? My phone is actually my old phone is so old, it's not compatible with the dice app. <laughs> nice. So when, the best was when someone was like, "I'm going to hack the dice app with the chess clock." I was like, "You are the funniest person of, <laughs> of the week." <laughs> yeah, the people who are against the dice app, it's like being afraid of like witchcraft. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, like when because you, you don't use it. I don't use it when I'm like, like taking. You hacked it. I'm not taking one save on the dice. I'm not like oh, how many oh, one save. Okay, here that's a boop, boop. no. You only use the dice app when you're rolling like a ton of dice. That's it. Otherwise, you just throw the throw bones. Just use the dice app to seize the initiative. And every time it comes up, to every single to seize it, you're like. Wait, this is my special dice app for seizing the initiative. <laughs> it's always a thing. But the thing is, like, when when it comes up, when you're like, when you're like, say, like World Eater Cultist or or whatever, um, you know, like, they have a million attacks, Scarbrands nearby giving you an extra attack, and they have you know rerolls. You're like, you're look at your opponent. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> like this is like ninety attacks, and and I'm like, do you mind if I use, I'm just using the dice app? They're like, please, please yeah. do, because otherwise, you're like. One, two, three. Okay, re-roll. Uh-huh. Now, okay, more. Uh-huh. It just takes forever. Yeah. It takes I forever. usually just remove units. Someone can hack witchcraft, says Yak Hunter, which is why he fears it. Someone could hack it. That's true. <laughs> Someone said the dice app is anticlimactic. You know what else is anticlimactic? Counting twos and ones on 100 dice. It's not fun. Mm. 
It's not fun. It takes so freaking long. <laughs> so when you're re-rolling everything, you're like, oh. When your opponent's pointing out ones, you're like, oh, sorry, forgot that one. Half the like, time, yeah. too. You're like, like, oh, half the time one. when you're like, like, you just want to pick them up. But when you're using a chess clock, it changes the, the, the dynamic. And your opponent's like, no, no, I want, I want you to roll it out because yeah. it burns your clock. And in that instance, you have every right to go like, okay, I'm going to use the dice app because yeah. I don't want to burn all my time. I usually just tell people I'm going to remove a unit when it's like so, like the yeah. odds are so like, oh, I do they that might too. roll all ones twice or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I should might. stop doing that. Yeah, I should. You should keep should buried. Stop doing that. And he's well, when you when you're using the clock, you don't you want them to burn their clock. Like that's yeah. a part of the strategy. Yeah. Of it, right? And the, the, the other thing I know we've talked about this a lot, but to close out the show, the one cool thing about the clock is like when I'm playing slow in that game, my opponent, he, there was no stress on his part, mm-hmm. no stress at all because he was just sitting there watching me lose the game, just eating Pringles. It, it, it takes away that feeling of anxiety of like, God, you got to speed up. You got to speed up. Mm-hmm. Now you're like, take all the time you want, man. Go as slow as you want to go. Because yeah. I don't care. It does not hurt me. It only hurts you. And then it, 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 in my next game, I played like lightning. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't analyze every decision. Ten, I went with that my first instinct. Yeah. And then my, my next game, I played against another Chaos player. He had a melee army too. I just, it was just like my first instinct. I'm like, that's probably correct. I'm going to go with it. Speed is of the essence. We had a great game, and Corn uh, defeated Nurgle. You know, to expand on this, Sean Naden said something brilliant um, on Chapter Tactics. Uh, he said that he should he doesn't like it when he makes a brilliant play, and his opponent takes like twenty minutes to figure out how to stop it to think themselves to out think of themselves it. out of it. He says that 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 defeats the purpose of thinking about making brilliant plays when your opponent has like infinite or not infinite, but obviously a lot of time to handle it. Um, and I agreed with him. I, I've never, I'd never heard that kind of thought process before. But that's Sean Naden, um, and and it really resonated with me. It also makes the game a lot more exciting to watch. Yeah. Right. Like speed chess is a hell of a lot more fun to watch than normal chess. Yeah. A real yeah, chess game right. can take like seven. Seven. Hours. You're right. You're right. You're right. And it's just like, like if we want to make a 40k more exciting to spectate, then you it needs to go at a quick pace. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it is just boring to watch. Period. Yep. It's just, just more fun. It's more fun to play that way too. Like, I, 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 it's, it, it, it was, I enjoyed it a great deal more. My my game when I was a clock when I finished all six turns in an hour and three minutes. I didn't even think that was possible with my army, and I was like, wow, it is. It's because I wasn't just fretting over every decision. I was just playing. Way more fun. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, Pablo. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, it's great having, me. having you. Mm-hmm. Hope you all enjoyed it. Make sure to take a look at that new FLG mat if it tickles your fancy. Grab one, and if you want, get your Adeptus Titanicus. Get excited for Space Wolves on the horizon, and we will talk to you all next week. Goodbye.